This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. Matt from Don't Unfront Me, episode 6-7, and I am excited to be here tonight with you as I put my mic where it needs to go. How about that? Great! 67, it is December 23rd, two days till Xmas. I am excited Christmas Eve. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. It's going to be really fun. I'm I'm kind of excited. What's new? I didn't record last night. I missed everybody. We spent a little Christmas, been watching some Star Wars, and that's been fun. I've got my handy-dandy pencil, my noteworthy pencil. I haven't brought that out in a while. And if you look, there's a new backdrop. Well, I moved my feet. I didn't move my feet. I moved my desk a few feet up and went catty corner, and I think it looks awesome. I just decided to finally say, all right, I've played around. I've messed with the lighting when I'm three feet away from the wall. I know what it's going to take. I need to put some separation between the desk and the wall to get that three-dimensional effect and help have me kind of stand out against the background. Well, here we are, and I kind of like it. I'm digging it. It's a similar feel, a little bit more cozy and relaxed and homey. Homey. I hope you like it. What else is new? My boss, I was leaving uh, the other day, yesterday actually, from, from work, and he's on the phone with all the uh, iHeartRadio team. We, we spend an ungodly amount of money with iHeartRadio, and we're on all the major DJ stations and conservative talk and everything else. And it's interesting because when I first started working there, I went up to my boss and I said, listen, I, I'm going to start a podcast and I hope you're okay with that. And he's like, yeah, dude, do it. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Just do it. And I'm like, well, there might be some foul language and politics. He's like, I don't care. That's what they're there for. Great. Well, then today he came up and, you know, I'm sucking up a little bit because I want a Christmas bonus. I'm kidding. No, I don't. I, I had no ex- expectations of that. But I got one from him, and it was a bonus that really means a lot to me. It's, I put a lot into this show. And he comes and says, hey, man, I was talking to iHeartRadio today. I said, okay. He said, do you have your podcast on there? I said, no, I don't. And he says, well, let's get it on there for you. I talked to the uh, person in national accounts. We're going to get that on there for you. I'm like, well, thanks. And he's like, yeah, maybe we can do some cross-promotional stuff on the radio. And with our commercials, we can talk about your podcast. And I'm just like, dude, my boss is awesome. And I'm like, okay, well, brother. You know what my show's about. You've seen it. It's a little controversial. Like, I don't care. Folks, that's awesome. So to still point, you darn Skippy, we're going to be playing your music on there, and I'll make sure every time we do it, we'll do a shout-out. And that's going to be a ton of new listeners for us. I mean, we're talking millions of people will be possibly exposed to that commercial, and I'm pretty excited about it. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, got to love my boss for that. It means a lot to me. So before we get started... Let's get started. All right, so there's a politician, and he wants to run for office, and he wants to aspire to do new things, but he realizes his resume isn't as strong as it should be, so he's going to go do some overseas donations and charity work and go to the impoverished countries and and see what he can do. So he picks a place in Honduras, and he goes over, and he finds an obscure tribal village that you know really hasn't caught up with the technological times that is poor whatever and he wants to go ahead and make the magic happen and pull some strings to get some things done so he goes in and he talks to the chieftain and the chieftain comes up and he goes hello politician person he goes hello chief how are you 
Chief says, I'm doing fine. He's like, Chief, what do you need here? I realize, you know, you have barely have running water and electricity is kind of low. He's like, what can I do for you? Let me help you. But he's a politician after all. He doesn't want to spend any money. He doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to get the accolades to put on his resume. And the chief says, listen, man, we need doctors. We don't have a good medical system and we need some help. We could use a doctor. And the politician's like, oh, oh, sure. Yeah, let me get that done for you. And he pulls out his phone and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is politician guy. I need a doctor at this village. Please get him out here stat. Clicks and hangs up the phone. And the chief looks like, hmm. He goes, chief, what else can I do for you, chiefy? What can I do to take care of you? I'm here for you. I got you one thing. What else do you need? Well, we could use cell phone service because we don't have any. Crafty politician, somebody got caught. Folks, my name is Matt with Don't Unfriend Me. I think I said this. This is episode 67. And uh, who are we? What do we do here? Well, we're a show that talks a little bit about everything. Politics, current events, sometimes movies. We just like to joke around on Friday, Saturday. We go live and bring everybody together. And we call all of our listeners dummies for the dumb nation. And you're a dummy too now. Whether you listen once or you listen every day, we would love to have you. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Do all those things. We just reached 1,000 people following. And that's pretty cool. I mean, I didn't think we were going to hit it that fast, honestly. I was I was hoping. But um, that is, that's really quick, folks. So I'm pretty excited about it. I hope you are too. I hope you stop by. I hope you like, share, subscribe, and follow. And uh, join in on the conversation. Like I said, new background. Things are growing. Things are happening. Let's get into the show. I think it's a good one tonight. And sorry about last night. I need to spend some time with my family. This little girl, she's two years old. It's the Orban family, and they were going on a flight. And ultimately, the little girl didn't want to wear a mask, or at least her parents said don't wear a mask. And this was drama. We had people on one side who were embracing her and saying we give sympathy to the family. We have other people who were completely condemning her family and calling them a bunch of attention seekers. And probably both of it's a little bit of truth. Here's the thing is when you go and fly, especially now, the moment you book the ticket, whether it's online or you do it over the phone, the moment you get to the gate and check in, when you check in weeks or 24 hours later, you're warned about this. When you go ahead and go through the line and get your ticket and boarding pass printed out, you hear about this. When you board, you hear about this. You hear from the from the flight attendants over the loudspeaker. You hear it from the captain as well. I mean, everybody tells you, you got to wear a mask. There's nothing shocking about this. We all knew it was coming. We all know you're going to be in a box, and we all know that the HEPA filter on that sucker is better than any mask, but it doesn't matter. People still cough. People still put their hands everywhere, whatever. You don't want that stuff. Plus, it protects the flight attendants, and I'm not one of those people where it's for them, not us. You know what? It's for everybody. You're in a flying metal gas can at 32,000 feet, going 475 miles an hour, it's their rules. I would listen to them. They probably know what's best. And you're not going to die in the middle of the air. But the point is, is why take the risk? Why not just do it? 
Why not just put it on? Well, this is a two-year-old, but the reason why you don't put it on is because you can't even get them to keep their pants on or their diaper on half the time or keep the contents of their diaper in their pants and not throwing it all over the walls like monkeys. These are the people that, that throw their food or throw up at the slightest bump in the car. These are the people that can't hold their bladder for more than 10 seconds and they can't hold still for more than two. You can't get a child to wear a mask. That's why they're children. So no matter what we think, we have to look at the actions of the people and assume positive intent that this little girl just wouldn't wear it and the parents were complicit by not making her and stapling it to her face. However, their reaction afterwards, when another airline competitor upgraded them to first class and said they could fly for free, they bragged about it and left the little girl at home. So maybe it was just fishing for tickets. But either way, no judgment. I can see both sides. But the airlines airlines. Here's something. I'm the good guy. I'm the guy that doesn't check in early. I get there 30, 45 minutes for my flight. I check my bag every freaking time I check my bag. Why? Well, because my company usually pays for it, but I also bring all my, my workout vitamin supplements and everything else and my workout clothes. That adds about 20 pounds to the bag. I'm always over 50 and I got to pay a hundred bucks. So I don't care. But what bothers me is all these yuppies that have that single bag that you know they're not going to be able to put in the overhead container because they didn't check in early. That's a magic that I don't have. You get to check in two ways. One is that you wait till 12.01, 24 hours before your flight, and click it and get a, a boarding. Or you have a secretary or executive assistant help you and do it for you because you are merciless and never give her or him time off. But either way, most people don't. And what they do is that they know after you get through A, there's not going to be any overhead space left. We know this, right? After they get through diamond and platinum and double platinum and veterans and veterans with, with, with grandparents and grandparents with children and children with a disability and people who have red hair, th all the baggage spots are going to be gone. So I'm a schmuck. I pay for it every time, and they get stuffed in the back of the plane. And then all these a-holes with their small single carry-on, which isn't going to make it on, and we know it, after I pay $100 freaking and have to wait another hour to get my bag, they get to check it at the gate. So I'm like, excuse me, what are they doing? Oh, they're checking their bag. We don't have any more room. I'm like, so I could have just brought my bag? Yeah, if it would have been carry-on size, you could have. And I said, well, I had to pay for mine. They're like, right. I'm like, well, are all their bags going behind mine? They're like, no, no, no. They'll get it. As soon as they come out, their bag will be ready for them on, on, on the jetway. Excuse me? How much do they pay? They don't have to pay. You don't have a credit card machine to ring them up? No. And I get my bag later than them? I'm like, screw them. Why do they? I don't understand airlines. And this is my frustration, but this is also why I don't have a heart attack or a stroke because I just get it out of my system and complain about it. So little girl, I understand. The biggest travesty is your parents seem to be attention getters, and I'm sorry about that. And I'm sorry you didn't get to go on the first class second trip. Wouldn't that be nice if they would have brought you? Maybe mommy and dad don't love you. Maybe that's why they don't want you to wear a mask. I don't know. But the airlines are the devil. That's a real point of this message. What is going on? Donald Trump, let me tell you, I love the man. I have challenged some of the things he's done. I've challenged his lawyers. I've challenged some of the things he said. But honestly, I'm going to miss him. He was one of my favorites. I love his humor. 
you guys remember the bill I talked about the other night? How I think, and I told him he should veto it. I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit here. Can I do this? Can I get a little bit of applause? Can I come through? What's here? Yes, I got a little bit of applause there. Good. I, I had to reset my sound system. I didn't know it was working. I've been doing fairly well with my predictions and my calls, whether it be about this conspiracy theory stuff or certain things that would happen or wouldn't happen. I'm starting to feel pretty good. And Donald Trump looks like he's going to veto it. He gave no sign that he was going to veto this. In fact, 45 days ago, he was ready to sign it. They just would have pushed it through. But this looked much different than it did and what was on his desk 45 days ago. And this is the tweet he made. It's fantastic. I hope we never find life on another planet because if we do, there's no doubt that the United States will start sending them money. It's freaking hilarious. I love it. But there's something troubling here. You all saw this on the page. You can go and see it now. Cambodia is getting 85 million. Laos, 80 million. Hong Kong, 3 million. Hong Kong's only getting 3 million? My God. Vietnam, 166 million. Well, I guess that war is completely forgotten. Let's see. Burma, Burma, 134 million. Pakistan, 25 million. Pakistan. Wonder how India feels about that. Oh, Nepal, 130 million. Well, they're fine. Uh, Bangladesh, 198 million. Tunisia, 241 million. The Democratic Republic of Congo, 325 million. Central America, 505 million. A half a billion dollars to Central America? 453 million to Ukraine? We're not the ones that even bombed it. Why are we rebuilding it? What the hell? Georgia, 132 million? Venezuela, 33 million? That's like, why don't you just go ahead and burn that? Let's go into Venezuela. That's what a loaf of bread cost. I thought we were doing humanitarian efforts. Not nickel and diming it. Folks, there's something a lot more alarming than this. There's something that you should be really concerned about. And those are the countries that receive an unspecified amount of our tax money. Let me say that again. There are a list of countries that received an unspecified amount. I went through and backwards and forwards through this bill. 6,000 freaking pages. Trust me, I'm a speed reader. I can read... 700-page book in a day. Easy. And I'll retain all of it. Man, I wanted to just eat the iPad when I was done. But this is concerning. This is troubling. Listen to these countries. Top four are some of the largest terrorist countries in the world. Iran. Iraq. Lebanon. Libya. Morocco. West Bank. Yemen. African Great Lakes region, Cameroon, Chad, Niger, Nigeria, Sahel region countries, Zimbabwe, Philippines, Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, Haiti. Haiti's the only one that I don't really care about. Where's that money going? What are we doing with it? The only reason you unspecify anything in a spending bill is because it's classified. Is that money being used for covert operations in those countries? Are we running proxies? Are we supplying money for guerrillas? Are we putting standing armies that are mercenaries or privatized armies from the U.S. there? Are we trying to overthrow the government? What are we buying with our money? I want to know. And the Freedom of Information Act says I should know. And the new law that they can't actually go ahead and run special operations without passing it through the Department of Defense hasn't activated yet. And that's really for the next term. But I wish there would be some oversight here. 
we should know that. Some of those countries aren't friendly. Some of those countries want to bomb. Some of those countries want to rain fire on America. Where the hell are we spending that money on? Some of this that you see on the first map is from United Nations, relationships, rebuilding countries. Okay, fine. And a lot of that is chump change. But not a half a billion dollars. And why the hell are we giving money to Iran and Lebanon? Something's rotten in Denmark, folks. This is what a new world order is. This is what happens when one government runs the planet. We have money in every single country except for Russia and China. Doesn't that tell you something? That's not even including the amount of money we give to our foreign countries who are considered our allies from NATO and the UN that we don't list on here because it's, it's muddled into the defense spending bill. President Trump vetoed the defense bill. And there was some crap going on with that, which I'm going to call out earlier, where people were saying, oh, the Insurrection Act was put into it. I'm so sick of these conspiracy people. These people have no credibility. And I'm going to start saying I've got credibility. I'm actually looking at the things that I've said. I'm doing pretty damn good. I haven't been wrong yet. And I'll admit it. When I'm wrong, I'll admit it. But I I take risks. My God, people aren't saying what I'm saying. There's like one person, like Levin... And there's a couple people on Twitter who are saying what I'm saying. But most people don't. And maybe it's because I'm not sticking my neck out there and saying, oh, I've got classified files from Capone's safe. But, you know, I was willing to go ahead and make a gamble on Iran. I was willing to make a gamble on every conspiracy and bunk it before it even hit. The ticketing of the freaking, the Trump, uh, the, 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 the Democrat bus that left the Bidens in Texas that said the Trump supporters attacked it when it wasn't their fault. I called that before anybody. And they did wind up citing, and the insurance claim went against the Democrats because they rammed the Trump truck. Let's take a look at all these suitcases full of votes and the watermarks and the, and the markers. I'm going to bunk a couple things tonight that I called with Troy and message, and I got to love Troy because he's been doing it with me. So I'm, I'm just tired of all these people who have credibility that shouldn't have credibility. If you get it wrong, you need to apologize. You need to own it. Otherwise, your listening base should go look for someone else and welcome to Don't Unfriend Me. But this is crazy. The fact that Trump did this, good for him. And I absolutely think he should, and he should not back down, and the Republicans should back him up. He wants $2,000 for everybody. He wants to cut out the pork on this, and that's the way it should be. We'll listen to the media tape in just a second. But here's the thing. Nancy Pelosi, breadcrumbs tour. This is a lady that said $1,200 was a bunch of breadcrumbs. And it meant nothing to the people as far as COVID relief. COVID, COVID relief? Jeez, I can't even talk. COVID relief. It's interesting, don't you think, that $1,200 was breadcrumbs? But she said $600 is a revolutionary amount of money for the people who need it. And we should get into their hands now as an emergency relief fund. Wow, that sure changed quick. Why? Because there's a D in front of the bill versus an R? I know what that D stands for, lady. Here's the thing, is that this video will show you, once again, mainstream bias. NBC is responsible for this video. It was on the Today Show. And I want you to listen to it. I want you to listen to everything in it and watch how they spin this. It's really stupid how they continue to do this. When President Trump has been asking for more money since the beginning, he said, listen, put up a $2.6 trillion, or billion, or trillion dollar bill. I'll sign it. Make it for the American people. Listen. 
Christmas week chaos. Well, it's not enough. This unexpected veto threat could derail needed COVID relief. The bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. In a White House-made video, the president, who did not engage in negotiations himself and has not been seen publicly in 10 days, suddenly demands Congress sweeten the $900 billion COVID package or else. To send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package and maybe that administration will be me. And I want to be clear is that this video is 14 minutes. Most people saw the four minute and it was it was fine. The four minute was great. I wish he would have just done that. But he went through and laid out the conspiracy theories about how the election was stolen and everything else. And you know what? The people who have said that it's not conspiracy theory, I, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. OK, I've already stated my case. So the fact that he did that good, he got it out there on a national stage. Good. I'm glad he did. He got it off his chest and he did generally talk about some things that were in question, it deserved to be questioned, the constitutionality, going to the mail-in ballots. This wasn't all about Dominion servers and watermarks and Sidney Powell craziness and release the Kraken and all that crap. It was actually fairly coherent, but once again, the media spins it. He's been calling for more money for people for a long time, and they're pretending that he doesn't have anything to do with it. He had everything to do with the bill 45 days ago. The man is doing his job, which is sitting back while the president-elect transitions. He had, you know, you, he can never do anything right. First, you wanted him to, to shut up and let Joe Biden come in and say Joe Biden came in. Well, he's actually been quiet, and reserved and letting Joe Biden have the spotlight and stepping back. Well, to me, that's a little bit of humility. And then you guys continue to report about this infighting in his cabinet. You've been reporting that for four years. I don't believe anything you say anymore. So the media trying to convince me now in the in the 11th hour is ridiculous. And we will get it done. The $900 billion relief bill passed by Congress includes more money for unemployment benefits, small businesses, and direct checks to many Americans. $600 for people making less than $75,000 a year, plus another $600 for every child. But the president now says that's not enough. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. The video coming just after his own White House staff was praising the plan. The president uh, has indicated his intent to sign the bill for a few reasons, because this is going to take care of American families with stimulus checks. It's going to take care of American small businesses. Top Democrats say they support bigger checks. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi tweeting in response, Democrats are ready to bring this to the floor this week by unanimous consent. Oh, God, I am so sick of Nancy Pelosi and her crap. Listen, they were. It, it's been since March. This thing's been sitting on their desk. They could have done it. And now Trump has to veto us because veto it because he promised he would in 16 when they did the pork barrel bill and they forced it in the dead of night. He said, this is the last time I ever sign it. I hope he doesn't buckle. Americans don't need $600. American need American needs true amount of money that will help them. They need a couple paychecks for rent. They need to get their insurance caught up. They need to pay off some credit cards. We need our businesses to get the PPP loan. We've got to get money infused back into these small businesses like Tammy's Diner, which shouldn't have a fundraiser for people to give money that they can't afford to save it. That's one business. 
There's not enough fundraisers in the world to do that. We need change. We need help. And it's nobody's fault. And the one thing that Trump has said that everyone should get behind is that this is no one American's fault. This is China's fault. But still, we fight over that as well. Folks, I want to talk about something that has been driving me a little crazy. People like this. This is Chuck Colesto. Told you Troy sent me this. I got to sneeze. No, I don't. (coughs) Yes, I do. Chuck Colesto wrote this. Breaking report. Breaking report. Okay. Hidden in the 5,893-page bill that at real Donald Trump is anticipated to veto is a provision that says nullifies the president's use of the Insurrection Act. That bill was put back in June. First thing when I saw it, I told Troy. I said, Troy, that's the one from June. I don't think that's right. And he goes, well, if that's true, this is bullshit. Pardon my French. And it is. Why does Chuck have a reputation anymore? Breaking report. I went through his page. Half of the stuff that he says is complete crap. So I'm going to call him out. You may be well-informed. You may make people believe that you're an insider. But Chuck, you're wrong most of the time. See, there's a reason why I don't go out on a ledge on things is because that's stupid. Because most of the time, the ledge is going to change. The fog of war, you have to wait for it to clear. You have to collect enough evidence and talk to enough people to get the real story. And unfortunately, nobody is an expert in everything. I know some very specific things that I will talk about and I will stake my word on. What it won't be is making up stories like this or reposting it and making it sound like it's yours and then deleting it when you're wrong. Well, Chuck, I took a screenshot. And the reason I took a screenshot is because I knew you were wrong immediately. And I want Troy to stop listening to people like you. Because there's people that he does listen to that are fantastic. I want all my listeners not to listen to people like you. And Chuck, I hope you run across this video and you come on my show because I feel confident enough to have a conversation with you. I feel confident enough to ask you a couple of questions about why you're still in this business when you're always goddamn wrong. Pardon my blasphemy. This one's interesting. See truth for Trump. See truth for Trump. I couldn't figure out why Schumer and McConnell decided to collaborate to stop POTUS from a veto on the defense bill. Now I understand. The Insurrection Act nullification is not in the stimulus. It's in the defense authorization bill. You're wrong too, bro. It's not in there. I've looked. There's nothing about the insurrection. This is what I'm talking about. This person has truth in their title. This person is releasing information that is doctored and incorrect. This image isn't accurate. It's not from the bill at all. If you go to congress.gov, you can see the bill in all of its crap. And I'm not saying that that bill deserves to be passed and it should be vetoed along with this relief bill. But why don't we just do that based upon merit of what it's worth, which is a whole bunch of nothing and not the paper it's printed on? Why do we have to make stuff up? This is what I never understood is when they came after Obama, why people had to make up stuff about being a birther. Why didn't you come after to being the number one spy against Americans that the world has ever seen? Why didn't you go after him for running guns into Mexico into the drug cartels? 
Why didn't you go after him for spying on a presidential candidate? Why didn't you go after him for the things he truly did, like Benghazi, and neglected to do his job at three in the morning along with Hillary Clinton? Why do we have to make up stuff that his wife is a transgender and that he's a Muslim? I never understood it. And I don't understand why they do it for Trump either. Why they make up stories when they could just hold him accountable for some of the things that he's actually said. Not the stuff that he hasn't. Or the things that he's actually done. And not the stuff that he hasn't. This and people like this are fake news. And just because they spout Republican drippings or Democrat drippings, if you repost this, if you believe this, if you buy into it, then you're not listening to my show. And I would challenge that you do. I got to give Troy credit for the first time in a long time. And actually, over the last couple of weeks, I've said, I don't know if I buy that one. And he's like, okay. Like, we're starting to see eye to eye. We're starting to understand each other. We're understanding things. And that, if I can just, you know, even the guys from Still Point, my wife, my daughter watches the show now. I have, I have listeners who reach out and say, oh man, I saw this thing and I knew it wasn't real because you helped me realize that. Folks, that's what this show's about. I'm not going to have all the answers. A lot of times I'll say, I don't know. Let me look it up. Let me find out. And that's really what we should do is spend more time digging for the truth and not reposting this garbage. Because in the end, that is how the truth is lost. All the noise all the cynicism and derision, all the negativity, it just keeps us further from the truth. So I have nothing against see truth for Trump and Chuck Colesto. I have a problem that you don't have credibility. And I'm not a big fan of people who can't say I'm wrong. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Coming out swinging just a little bit. Subscribe, like, share, follow, do all that stuff. It helps out tremendously. I am up against it. I cannot give you a veteran story tonight. Veteran crisis line 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. 24 to 25 commit suicide during the holiday. It's very important. Please reach out to a veteran. Please make that phone call. If you can't, call me. You can also go to my website at don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the VCL link and you'll get a free Skype call. Folks, I am going to take the time. I think it's important enough to do it. I think I'm going to show you a quick image here, open this up and get it done. Because you don't want to, you want to know why. Because I can't keep pushing this off. I can't keep saying, oh yeah, I'm going to do my veteran focus and not do it. So here it is, my veteran focus. And this young lady deserves it, even though she's not necessarily a veteran. Though not a soldier, Vera Brittain had a firsthand glimpse of the carnage of World War I through three years as a British voluntary aid detachment nurse in France and Malta. During that time, she suffered several personal tragedies, including the deaths of her brother and fiancé, both of whom were killed in action. Brittain captured her anguish in 1919's Verses of the VAD, a collection of poems that describes the war from a female perspective. Poets praise the soldiers' might and deeds of war, she wrote in one poem about a nurse who died during the Gallipoli campaign. But few exalt the sisters in the glory of women dead beneath a distant star. Britain continued her literacy, our literary career in the years after the war and later became a leader in the pacifist and feminist movements. She also penned the famous 1933 memoir, Testament of Youth, which can chronicled her experience as a wartime nurse. 
Miss Breton, thank you very much for who you are and being brave and awesome. Folks, if you have not seen the movie Gallipoli with Mel Gibson, it's an amazing story, and please do. It's one of his earlier works, right around the bounty, and it is one of his best. Please watch Gallipoli. It is a heart-wrenching tale of war, and, and I think it's something that you would appreciate much. Folks, thank you so much. I will see you live on Friday and hopefully Saturday. I might even do a Christmas Eve episode if we are all fortunate enough to have a fantastic Christmas Eve where kids want to do something other than play with mom and dad. Folks, thank you so much for joining me, and we will see you next time. I am Audi 5000. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash stillpoint